This is the podcast, Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast will make room for persons of color and their white allies who are both gay and straight to tell their joys and frustrations, to tell their sense of belonging and their sense of exclusion, to celebrate our uniqueness to the larger community and celebrate our commonalities, and to invite members of the larger community to join in this purpose. Thank you for listening. Now let's get started. Here is our podcast host, Thomas Riggs. In the second part of the conversation between Stella and Johan, Johan digs deeper into how intimidating it can be for a young black gay man to integrate to a mostly middle-aged white community, many of whom had to endure the prejudices of being gay years ago. Stella then talks about how difficult it is to be the only black person in the group or in the room, and then confesses a painful exclusion when help is obviously needed. Well, how do you think that the, that, that COH does as far as people of color? Because, it, you know, we know it's a predominantly white church and that people of color are trying to maneuver within the church. I mean, I mean especially as a young adult and, and a gay person. It does feel sometimes a little... I guess sometimes, inti- I don't want to say intimidating, but it almost feels it because being a young adult, black, queer person, it is very, in a predominantly middle-aged and older white church, I sometimes feel there's there's not as many people to easily connect with. Um... Obviously, you can connect with just about anyone, but it, there definitely feels like sometimes there's that little extra bit you kind of have to navigate through because not everyone's going to have similar life experiences. Um, and then a lot of the community, I also feel with some of them being older, it's like I also don't know some of the struggles that they went through, which mm-hmm. also makes that part a little bit harder to relate to as well. Um I'm mostly fortunate in that, at least in the second half of my relatively brief life so far, that it's easier now for the LGBT community compared to what it was 40 years ago, when a lot of people I talked to Mm -hmm. in the church were living, when they were my age during that time, or they were in their late teens or 20s in -hmm. those days, and it's... It's a different landscape. Yeah. Um, Even coming from California, which is pretty liberal. I mean, it was a small suburb outside L.A. And it was still not really a good thing to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And thank you for having us live, I guess you could say, on the right side of the the train tracks. Um, So I had slightly better opportunities in that sense. Um, but it still didn't mean that it was any easier that people were more open and accepting. Um, 
I waited till after high school to actually come out, and I don't think there was a person who was out in school until I would, I think the first person in my high school, I was a senior and they were like a sophomore or a junior. Um, so I can't relate to everyone on that with some of those type of things. Um, but I mean, there, there definitely are some people of color at the church, and I've definitely done my best to try and connect with most of them. Um, probably not as good as I should now because I, I don't I don't go quite as much. Yeah, well, you know, I, I find, you know, we, we, you know, part of Code of Colors is that we're, we're trying to mesh with the church. But I honestly still sit back and say, well, where are they? The blacks. Mm. Because I, 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 I'm joint legacy and I can get on a thing and I'm the only black person on there. I do the happy hour with Jeanette and them, and I'm the only black person there. I um, could sit there and say, as far as ushers, we're the only black person there. Yeah. You well, know, I, it, I think but, so, yeah. so it's like, it's like I, I look at it that you can't expect the church to step up if we're not stepping up. Yeah. And we're not being part of the thing. When I went to do the blessing bags, I was the only black person there. You know what I mean? And I, so it's like, I feel like I stepped I stepped up to the challenge that Code of Colors wanted. And that we try and do a lot of things within the communities and stuff. But actually, we don't step up. Because we're not, we're not we're not trying to interchange with the other ones and yet we want them to interchange with us. They want, we want them to be part of Code of Colors, but yet Code of Colors is not part of them. Sure. We're separated from them and that is a big, big, big problem. You can't ask the older whites to be part of Code of Colors, but yet Code of Colors want to be part of them. Because in order to be part of one, you have to be part of the other. And so right. the two of us, the, the two different groups do not mesh together to where, you know, I mean, I, I should not, you know, I mean, there's a couple of greeters that are um, within the code of colors, but there's not a lot of interactions. There's, you know, we do Zoom every, every Saturday but yet there's no whites on the coat of colors. There's no blacks on, 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 on legacy, but we do have some whites that are on our prayer group. Well, shouldn't we kind of, shouldn't we also as black members of the church, more of us step in and, and say, you know what? We'll meet you halfway. And as a group, we will right. become part of your group and learn more about you so that I can learn more about you can learn more about me if that makes sense yeah I mean I don't think I'm the only one who feels the sense of like it, it feels semi a little intimidating to integrate sometimes uh, within the church because it, it does feel so dominantly for lack of better words like a white church um, 
And I mean, you you even look at some things. Um, I love the Voices of Hope, but at current, it's five white members. So a lot of the younger folk like contemporary service. So we go to the contemporary service, but we don't really see anyone that looks like us. Mm -hmm. It makes us feel a little bit more like, "Mm, do I fully invest myself here? Because... I mean, I've been going for years now, and I, I, it's been a little spotty coming out of the pandemic, but I mean, yeah. I feel like I've heavily invested myself into a variety of ministries. Right, well, and I, I think with that, that when Chris left, some of the people that wanted to follow Chris but still follow the church were asked not to follow the church. Sure. You know, and but. so therefore... All our minorities were kind of like booted out, but it's just like for me. I mean, I was an acolyte, and then when we finally came back to full service, I was told, "Oh, well, I wasn't part of the group anymore." See, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, I I, I went and I asked. I said, "Well, I'm supposed to be on the 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 second and fourth week or whatever it was. It was." And they said, oh, well, we didn't factor you in. I guess if you send me a request, we'll try and get you in. Hmm. And it was like, okay, I'm not bothered. Right. Yeah, see, I, I, I didn't even know that it yeah. happened. You know, so it's like, you know, even the ones that are trying to do something are, are kind of pushed to the, you know. And then, and but then you see, like, on a Sunday service, they only have one person lighting the candles instead of two. But yet, you have a person that was willing to do that, but yet, you were. I was told, oh, well, we didn't factor you in. Hmm. So then it makes you say, and so therefore, it's all white. Right. And the only time there's ever anybody else is when they're really, really short and they get Roger to do it. Right, and he's been doing it for because years. Roger brings yeah. his things with him because he was, you know, Elmo, and so he would he was there. But yet, you have someone that was perfectly willing to fill in their my spot that, that I was right. doing, and then I was asked not to. I, yeah. I was told, "Well, you're not part of the group." And you're like, "Okay." Yeah, I I didn't even know that it happened. Yeah, and. Thank you for listening to this edition of Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a Council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Cathedral of Hope is the largest predominantly LGBTQIA congregation in the world. Our church has a strong community presence and global reach through its online ministry. We self-identify as a church that is progressive inclusive, and social justice-minded. You can find out more about Cathedral of Hope at www.cathedralofhope.com. In the mission statement of Code of Colors, we assert that, through faith, hope, and love, Code of Colors is a council for all people that seeks to decrease the cultural divide and increase a multicultural presence in the church and the community. 
You can find out more about the outreach programs of this group by searching Code of Colors on Facebook. That's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S. And request to join the group 